Space, the final frontier. These are the Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, yep. Hi, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leal. I like Star Trek. Hey, I'm I'm Jack. Uh the internet is very bad right now, so Streaming is going to be tough. Um, this episode is going to be oh. a lot of crosstalk and me not responding to things in real time, and uh, you know, well, that's good. that's a, that's it's an gonna unfortunate be good. downgrade from it's an unfortunate downgrade from the normally very high quality of our productions. Yes, yeah. normally I give this, this my all. Uh, yeah, on this pr- program. <laughs> Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, start off with what happened last time, Jack. Uh, so we, so I actually listened to the episode. Um, oh, okay. Because you posted it. Today. That's kind of that's kind of cheating. Also, I would have remembered because it was the just awful worst, worst episode. Um, so yeah, it's the one where Tasha dies. Um, yeah, and honestly, I don't think we need to talk about it any further than that. It was bad. Yeah, it's the one where the actress playing Tasha's contract expires. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, what happened much in it. that one. Um, yeah, yeah and bad. we're done. And we're moving on. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, well, then what else? How, how are you? How's how's the quarantine treating you? Um, I'm all right. Um, yeah. Still employed. Um, I'm I'm working delivery three days a week which i actually really enjoy the work but the going to a bunch of stores and touching shit is not not the best it's not what i would want to be doing yeah you know and i'm like i'm very much on the on the tip of like i am not trying to avoid getting it i'm trying to avoid spreading it um yeah but People need their fucking beer, so they really do. They they are buying a lot of fucking beer right now, man. Yeah, like as a company, are, we're yeah. gonna finish up like fifteen percent up for the month or something. That is, it's that insane. is insane. It's so much extra that, beer. Like the, that, you guys have probably not sold, you know, hardly anything to any on premise accounts for. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you weeks. throw out. You're th- we're throwing out Tree Fort. We're throwing out St. Patrick's Day, basically. Um, we're throwing yeah. out um, all the sporting event-driven stuff. Um, yeah. And it's still we're we're finishing up just hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead of last year because yeah, people are just loading up for home home drinking. Yeah. No, it's 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 a really interesting time to. It's a really interesting time to be in the industry. There's going to be a lot of stuff changing because of this. Um, yeah. That's not the subject of this podcast. So, no. What is this show about? It's about how Star Trek sucks. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. right. I started watching right, the right. the Picard program. Yeah, the one detail you sent me about it made it sound like it sucked. <laughs> um. <laughs> that detail was <laughs> lame, but actually, I've come to so here. It, it it's gotten kind of the same gripe that a lot of uh like new star trek stuff has gotten um like the 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 more recent uh star trek movies and stuff where it's just like it's all flashy mm. and it just doesn't have it's the star, star trekiness of it 
Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's just new Star Wars, basically. It's just new new action sci-fi. You know. Yeah. That first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie was good, I thought, but it wasn't Star Trek. It was just a cool movie. It was a cool space movie. I thought that that. F- I thought that first one managed to hang on to some of the spirit of the original, but then it was the right. second J.J. Abrams one, um, where shit. not as yeah. much. I didn't even yeah. try to watch. As the soon third as there one, was, was like, okay, this a is fucking, fucking lame. There was a like, fucking dirt bike jump in the in, yeah. in the middle of like the trailer for that one. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you with your fucking motocross in my Star Trek, you asshole. Yeah, I mean, like as lame as like some of the shit in the newer Star Wars has been, they're not. It, they're not doing motocross jumps yeah like what the fuck are you doing man what in the fuck is wrong with you yeah. anyway go on about picard one th- what what i'm finding interesting about picard is that i don't think it intends to but it's actually kind of exploring something we've talked to, talked about um uh, over the course of of this show with regards to like what is the world outside of the federation and if you look at this show and next generation kind of together like next generation would be the like official kind of like state propaganda version Mm. of like what space travel in in this era looks like and then picard would be the like kind of seedy underbelly so without too many like minor spoilers for uh for picard if you haven't watched it yet but so it takes place uh you know basically concurrent to his age so like 20 years or whatever after the end of of uh, next generation 30 years whatever it is uh no 20 25 years whatever um and uh and he's left uh he's he's resigned his commission with the federation um and he's kind of going back channels to get you know to travel somewhere and and get something done and stuff and but it's all like all the people he's not really interacting with the federation much at all they're kind of uh like distant characters uh that he just kind of bumps up against but most of the characters are people who exist outside of the federation world Uh, so in that in, in that aspect it is yeah it is an interesting thing to kind of compare to the show that we're watching now um, but it is radically different and I will say it does have some of the trappings of, you know, like one of the first things that happens in, uh, like act one of the first episode is there's some chick who's like, so, so they try to kidnap her and it activates her like special ninja training. And then she starts doing flippy yeah. kicks and shit all over the J- just Jason Bourne maneuvers and shit. Um, but whatever you know I mean, which, like, hey, hey, we can hey, complain look. about that but at the same time like we complained about tasha's sweet judo moves so it's like those are the two choices apparently you either get like kick flippy kick you know karate moves or you get tasha's terrible judo i mean those i guess like choices. i think i think jason Bourne is kind of a not the right comparison because like those movies like one of the things I really liked about those movies is that the combat was very like visceral and pretty realistic um, in the way that it was sort of True. like filmed like kind of confusingly and like chaotically and stuff. And like, but like, yeah, the whole like every, especially every female character is a secret ninja trope in sci-fi is kind of exhausting at this point like it's been like a long time now like like the whole like firefly thing where like the the what's her face was like oh this mysterious character 
who has some kind of power, and then in Serenity, it turns out her power her name was is River doing... Tam. Okay. Anyway, it turned out her power was doing flippy kicks. And, like, that was yeah. how they resolved the mystery. And it's like, okay, like, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm bored yeah. with it. Um, it is a, it is a, uh, I mean, the problem is it's also really satisfying. I mean, speaking of Serenity specifically, like, it's really satisfying to watch the character go through that and watch her, like, kick everybody's ass. Yeah, so no, like, don't get me moment. wrong. But you're I right. Fucking, it is, I love a good a kicky lazy, flip movie. But I yeah. want to know, like, that's, like, I want to live in a heightened reality where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a movie about people doing kicky flips. Um, yeah. Where, whereas, like, if it's, like, oh, like, my my serious sci-fi show will just suddenly turn into a wire food drama for one scene and then back to serious sci-fi show, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, at this point, I mean, you're, I get your, I get your objection at the same time. I'm like, everything has become so merged. Like all of the, all these different stylistic elements bleed over so much because that kind of like extremely like, uh, choreographed assisted martial arts shit shows up in fucking everything. Yeah, it really does. Like the level of just, just the, just the average level of, of martial arts choreography in everything anything that's produced right now versus what produced 20 or 30 years ago you know to look at like basically you can probably draw the line at like the matrix and like chet lee jackie chan all that like late 90s early 2000s stuff i feel like they're yeah like i feel like like, yeah the 90s was in like when like jackie chan broke into the mainstream um yeah so and and then you had the matrix which i think was a big big moment um you could probably call the window like 1995 to 2005, but there's just a massive change in like the average level of choreography. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But more elaborate doesn't mean better, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, what? What? How you dare me. you, sir? You How me. dare you? Well, like for instance, Next like, you're going to tell the, me the... that louder doesn't mean better. <laughs> louder obviously means better I've, I've got some really bad built, news for the way you've been living your life I've built my life on this principle years. and I will die on this hill oh no oh no am I shouting? I feel like I'm shouting yeah what do you know? Um, well like for instance like like the, the fight choreography in like Mad Max Fury Road is like very elaborate and very well done but it's also like not there's just not like there's some incredible fights in there that like seem like things that like they they seem real because they're not just flying around and shit. Well, except there was, for my recollection, there was almost no hand to hand choreography in Mad Max. I'm thinking of one specifically, but I can't actually remember how that movie goes because I was intoxicated all the time I, I mean, watched the whole thing but there's one really yeah, cool I, one I, with like a chain and i don't remember now um but yeah, it's, it's one of the best fight scenes i've ever seen um anyway um yeah i remember mostly like vehicle based um sure. combat and yeah there's a lot of chasing going on but so you're going to recommend uh, mad max fury road as your no. uh, alternate viewing content no. for this week no i'm not <laughs> 
what's what's your what's your watch this instead for the week? Um, I'm actually going to recommend a video game. Just fuck it. Okay. You got, you got time inside. Play a video. Play video games. Um, yeah. So I've been playing this game called Hollow Knight. Um, uh huh. It's so it's kind of like a Metroid style game where you like go around N- and night or K night. K night. K night. Okay. Yeah. But you, know, like you go around in caves and you get more powers, and then it helps you get into other caves. Um, but it's really fun, and it's also like, it's really beautifully animated, and I don't know, the only way I can come up with to describe the animation is kind of like a, and I feel bad saying this because it sells it way short, but it's kind of a hot topic aesthetic. Like it's a lot of like bugs with like hollow eyes and stuff um but it's it's genuinely like very very beautifully animated and also like parts of it are genuinely kind of creepy and scary like it it has sort of a lovecraftian like elder gods vibe to it as far as the story and uh but you're also like an insect like it really feels like you're you're dealing with uh Sort of a Lovecraftian cosmic horror scope problem inside of an anthill, um, which is interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I don't. That's not. I I can't imagine what that is. Okay, but I, I mean, I believe well, you. I did a great job good. of describing it. Then, um, yeah, no, it just sounds like weird. Um, it's it's weird. But I'm it's also very I'm fun. not like. I'm not the biggest fan of video games that are like genuinely creepy or scary and un- like unsettling. Do you ever play uh, Max Payne? Yeah, I like that game a lot. I I liked a lot about it, but there was this one part, and I ended up quitting the game. And I think it was honestly just that the settings on my TV were too dark. But there was this part where you're like, I guarantee you're I know what part navigate. you're about to say. You're trying to like navigate a path in the dark, and you keep falling off of it. Yeah. Because um, he's having a like bad blood dream. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's blood everywhere, yes. and you can hear like his yeah. crying child and his dying wife. That part was uh, stupid. Yeah. Not because, like, I don't, I don't resent them for being like, oh yeah, we should have him play through like a bad dream. Like, I think that's an interesting idea, but it was so poorly fucking done. It was so stupid. Um, yeah. It was just, it was just an extremely dark room, so you couldn't see right. where you were going, and so you would just fall off of, and you had to start over every time you like took a misstep and yeah yeah so i just got aggravated and anyway this show next on this show about max Payne and other video games uh, <laughs> i don't know if i should should i should i drop the other thing or should we just let it be a surprise when we do that let's wait till we actually do it before we talk about it <laughs> um okay. i think it's probably a good idea <laughs> okay we may or may not do a thing. We may have some bonus That's content. It. That's the we whole should, hint. Honestly, we probably will have some bonus content. We don't have a lot going we, on. Yeah. Yeah, we will definitely have more bonus content going on. Um, I think we should watch some more original series. Um, yeah. I would also, I would I would love for you to check out a couple episodes of Deep, Deep Space Nine just so you can kind of see how, how different that show is. <laughs> I think that'd be be good content uh we might have to come up with a different name <laughs> call it deep space guys what D- 
Deep Space guys. Yeah, because there were a couple guys talking about Deep Space Nine. Oh. I mean, I think we could still stick with Star Trek Sucks. Maybe we should yeah, put a you question like mark show. on the end of the title. Yeah, we put a question mark on the end of the title. No, Star Trek Sucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really tackling that, that age-old existential question of does Star Trek Sucks? Um, yeah. yeah. Eh, I mean, whatever. Uh, we'll figure something out. We probably don't need to do it on mic. No, but, you know, we do so much on mic that we don't really need to do. We don't really talk to off do. mic, actually, anymore. Um, yeah, we probably need to talk off mic more. But I was going to say that, uh, for example, among the many things that we do on mic that we don't need to is this show. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody needs this. <laughs> Except Erica. We love you, Erica. Yeah. Also, you don't um, actually and, and Oh, and, I, and our listeners in Boston. Boston became our number two city recently. Boston? <laughs> yeah. <the> fuck. <laughs> no fucking idea why. Right. But hey, Star Trek. Hey, sucks. Beantown. Star, Star Trek's a wicked. Star Trek. Oh God. Oh. Oh God. We got to stop doing that. <laughs> well, there go there go those right listeners. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Um, are you ready to find out the title of this week's episode? I am so ready for that. I think you're going to have a pretty solid guess on what this is based on the title. This week's episode is entitled, We'll Always Have Paris. Oh God, it's some... It's a Picard holodeck mess around. It is... Oh, wait, actually, maybe it's not. Hang on a second. No, fuck, I'm wrong. It's not a holodeck mess around. It's a whole different thing. Oh, sweet. Um, I was yeah, not I don't in the mood for a holodeck this. mess around. Um, yeah, well, what's funny is I've been looking at the, 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 the episode list for the season and just looking at that one, and I had it in the back of my mind that it was a holodeck mess around. Yeah. Um, and I don't actually remember very well what this episode is, so this will be a fun uh, little refresher for me, too. Okay. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Right. We'll always have Paris. Will we? And we're back. And we're back. That was a good um, one. What did you think? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I thought that was a really... I think that they... So uh, they... Sorry, what? Go, go ahead. I just... I thought it was a really good episode. I actually didn't even end yeah, up... Yeah, no, it was. ...taking a lot of notes. Um, yeah, me neither. I was just kind of watching it. Um, I think... the one, Like, the one big critique I have of it is that the A and B plots kind of barely intersected. Um, but it was, but also like we've had, we've had plenty of episodes where the A and B plots didn't come together at all, uh, (laughs) and just kind of seemed like like two episodes. Yeah. I mean, at least the B plot is, you know, functional to why the A plot, like to getting them there and why the A plot is happening. Sure. So especially yeah, in terms but, of like you said how this show goes and what we've seen in a lot of other episodes right well and also also the the writers did something very smart with the b plot which was to hang it around the most talented actor probably working at the time cuz Patrick Stewart <laughs> acts his fucking 
ass off in this episode. He does so well, but it's really well written too. I mean, there were a number of yeah, times it when is, I noted yeah. that. I want to start off at the very beginning though, because um, I appreciate the fact that they gave his stunt double uh, a nice workout at the beginning of the episode. Uh, yeah. in the, the fencing <laughs> <Yeah>. scene. <laughs> so you got like yeah. these close-ups on his face a couple of times and then the long shots of somebody who is one, definitely not him, but also two, not particularly good at fencing. I thought the fencing was all right. I don't know. I never really watched fencing. It seemed all right. Compared to like, <laughs> compared to the Tasha, like, horrible like judo demo shit that was in the yeah, earlier yeah. episodes. I and, thought it was like yeah, and reasonably uh, well choreographed. Tasha's ridiculous fight scene on the space Africa planet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I did feel a little bit redeemed because I knew there was going to be some holodeck involved in this episode. So we got a little bit of holodeck. Oh, which... I, I, I went exactly the opposite direction. I was pissed <laughs> off because I thought you said no holodeck, you motherfucker. <laughs> so did you notice in the holodeck recreation of Paris uh, that there is some sort of a tube going right through the middle of the Eiffel Tower. Yes, the Eiffel Tube. Yeah, no. No. no you don't know about the Eiffel Tube? You know what? I will give you a lot of fucking leeway in terms of what you want to imagine <laughs> the future of a specific city looks like. But as long as the fucking Eiffel Tower is still standing, nobody is going to put a goddamn transportation well, tube right through the goddamn middle of it. Fuck you. Like, you know French people. I know French people because of what we yeah. do for work. Imagine the cultural changes that would have to happen in France for the for French people to be like, "Yes, it's fine to put a tube through the tower." Like, yeah. no, it's never going to happen. I think it's fair to say that French people have hard opinions, particularly on very French things, and the Eiffel Tower is an extremely hot, French hot take thing. there. That French yeah. people have hard opinions about their own culture. Hot take. Yeah. Hot uh, take. <laughs> and yeah, I will die on that. That's kind of what I, I was scared. getting at. <laughs> I, I ain't scared. All right. Um, but even that being the case. Oh, and I also I love the fact that, again, you know, we've we've hit on this before, but apparently French is not nearly as dead a language as data would have had us believe. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, and I wanted to I, I wanted to mention this up top. I'm beginning to suspect Data is kind of an idiot or something. <laughs> like... In uh in the Picard program, uh Picard speaks to his dog in French, uh which his dog in the Picard show is named number one, which that's just a rude thing to do to Riker, man. Come on. I think you that's spent cute. seven you spent seven years calling this 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 human man number one, and then as soon as you retire, that's what you name your dog. I think it's cute. I like it. All right, fine. You can have that. But yeah, so uh, Patrick Stewart speaks French to the dog, and I just, his accent is very bad. It's not the accent He's of a not. person who's a native <laughs> French speaker at all. Fuck. That's so like, My mom learned French as a child in the beginning of elementary school because she was living in France. Uh, and her vocabulary is the vocabulary of a first grader. Like she's not very good at French, but her accent is outstanding right. because she learned it as a child. And that's one of those right. things where like yeah. the accent, if you learn it as a child, your accent doesn't go away. And yeah, he, he speaks right. French like Patrick Stewart speaking French. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that was one of my notes early on as I think that that's, that it's really, they, they, they found, they, they strike a really good balance of giving us just enough information as opposed to like ridiculously yeah. over explaining it or yeah. just not giving us any information and acting like we're supposed to feel suspenseful about it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really well balanced. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty well written. Um, um, although still, so still on the holodeck scene, I, I will. So, um, he starts this program. He tells the computer location, time, everything he goes in and the computer has decided because apparently when you don't give the computer all of the information, it just improvises. Yeah. So the computer has yeah. decided that there's going to be two women there having a conversation about exactly the thing that Picard is there to work through emotionally. Is the holodeck psychic? So that, that scene has so many horrifying implications. Um, because he says, show me this specific restaurant on this day at this time. And the computer's like, I absolutely have that data available to me. Oh, fuck. Why, Why do you have that data available to you, computer? So you're going to go with the, the computer I'm literally with, has scans of everything that's going on at every moment, everywhere. Yeah, I'm going with, well, so like kind of like what you were talking about um, in the up top segment where you're like, yeah, th like the next generation is sort of like almost like cultural propaganda for this like federation, like neoliberal galactic trade state. Um, like it's putting a positive spin on the fact that apparently they live in such an incredible surveillance op, 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 optomic. Hang on a second. I, I wrote down the word. Panopticon. Panopticon. Jesus Christ. Panopticon. Okay. That's Go ahead and not, cut a lot that, of that. <laughs> not cutting. So any of that. is that a transformer? Yeah. So panopticon, just meaning meaning that everything is fucking watched. Um, okay, I feel like you just ran over my transformer joke. I did um, because of, <laughs> because of because we're live streaming, not because it was stupid. <laughs> okay, um, I choose to believe that. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Like it, it really implies that they live in such an incredible like surveillance panopticon that, that the computer really does have fucking footage from every place and every time just available to it, which is horrifying to think about. Which I I thought about I, I kind of thought about where this this information was coming from, and I landed on it had to be just the computer improvising. Where the fuck it would get the data to improvise that scene, I don't know. Um, yeah, but why does but, but why does the, Picard think it can do that? Like, why does why does he think he needs to specify that? I mean, fuck, I don't know. Um, yeah. But because the the thing that came to my mind while he's having this conversation is, wait, is this actually the chick? Like, is the is the holodeck right. actually showing him what was happening when he didn't fucking show up that day? But then she shows up and she has a different name and you're like, OK, so it's not her. It was just the computer giving him some other program that by pure chance or the computer being psychic managed to perfectly jive with the thing that he needs to work out right in that moment. Maybe that's just like the cafe where you tell your girlfriend you're going to meet her when you're going to dump her <laughs> and like it's, that's just what it's known for which <laughs> seems like a bad that's what business the Yelp model, reviews say. 
<laughs> Yelp rates it whatever, you know, nine out of ten stars for telling a chick uh, you're gonna meet her there and not showing up. I really like thinking about that. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I they just have like really data. reasonably priced desserts. <laughs> <laughs> Good desserts and great place to tell somebody you're gonna meet them and not show up. <laughs> um yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a good job data. Uh, uh for yeah, clarifying that uh, oh, yes. that this thing yep. is not technically a hip a hiccup because yep, a hiccup because is a, a hiccup sharp is a diaphragm contraction. That, shut up, data. Shut up, man. Come on, man. You got to know this Just, isn't helpful. Yeah. You Again, I'm beginning know. to suspect that he's either an idiot or an asshole or both. Um yeah, it would be fun if Data was just trolling all the time. In fact, I think I may I may carry on from now on assuming that all of yeah. these things are just Data trolling. That might be headcanon. Like, he just has an incredibly dry sense of humor. Just the fucking... Or he's like, actually, you know, that would work, except... Uh, yeah, no, I think that's... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move yep. forward believing that from now on. Yeah, that's headcanon. Um, whenever he gets pedantic from now on, it's just him amusing himself because he's so bored dealing with fucking humans all the time <laughs> um so we've uh received a distress call and we've gone to we haven't even talked about what's going on in the actual episode so we re we have received a distre distress call we've gone to uh see what's going on and it's the captain's ex-girlfriend and her new husband and her husband uh dr Mannheim, has some very interesting theories on time and space uh, theories yeah. that definitely existed in fucking 1998. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they make a really big thing about how he's people like, did so LSD in 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People talked about the uh, about time. This show has talked about sp the fucking the 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 traveler episode talked <laughs> yeah, about this. this God damn it! This they show went to has a place where space was imaginary. <laughs> yeah. Don't you guys remember the kitty cat? For Christ's sake. <laughs> um, we got another new fucking engineering chief, apparently. I didn't even bother yeah. writing down his name. Oh, his name's Chief Herbert. I wrote it down because I thought it was F funny. Fuck you, Chief Herbert. <laughs> um, um, so but so they beam, they beam uh, Picard's ex-girlfriend and her new husband onto the ship and Picard knows he has to go meet them, but he doesn't want to go alone. So he gets to the lift and he go and he, then he's like, you know what I should bring <laughs> is my robot and the horniest man on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can have my boys there. <laughs> so it's yeah. not weird <laughs> when yeah. I see my ex-girlfriend who has her tits just out. They're just, just out. out the entire episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah. no side <laughs> to that outfit, and there's no bra underneath that outfit. No, there, those are those are just out. Um, and hey, she's working it. She yeah, no, great. I'm not complaining about it at all. Dude, if she's the same age as as Captain Picard, she is fucking. She's she's keeping yeah, it tight. She's been good on her. Yeah, she's been going to space Pilates and yeah, she's space doing space yoga. Zumba. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. As far as the plot goes, you know, we've got a, a space-time experiment that's going horribly wrong, and it's about to destroy the fabric of reality or whatever, so we, we have to uh, fix that. 
Um, oh, but the so and it starts in that first scene in the um, in, in the uh, the the uh, doctor office. Why can't I think of what the doctor office is called? Sick bay. Sick bay. There we go. Fucking Christ. <laughs> The show is making me stupider. Um, yeah, yeah, it starts in, you get a tiny bit of it uh, and and props to uh, Crusher for, for playing it up in that scene because it's not really in, um, it's not really in the dialogue, but I felt it in the scene. Uh, and it carries on to later on when uh, Deanna comes and uh, and talks to oh yeah Dr. that she's like about this. jealous or whatever that, yeah that there's this and 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 it's not overblown it doesn't become you know a C plot all of a sudden but right. that should be happening based on what we know of these characters so far in their relationship I mean yeah and no like they're also like they're like it should be like yeah it should like upset her a little bit but also like these people are like in their forties or fifties, like fucking calmed. Like you've got to know that the guy, like the, the captain that you have a sort of weird romantic pining for has probably had girlfriends before and they're probably going to be out there. Like, I don't yeah. know. It seems, it seems very high school to me. Um, I it's actually, little, I actually it's... wrote down that she kind of sucks, but, um, oh, I don't know. It's a little bit high school, but again, just in terms of, again, contrasting this with the last episode where you're trying to give us this big emotional moment for a character that we really have not gotten to know and trying to shoehorn all of this like this emotional weight into the first five minutes of the episode and blah 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 they don't make it a huge deal it's there and it's and and i get that it annoys you that it's there at all because i agree it is kind of juvenile when you look at it on uh like looking at them as actual people but in terms of the way that the characters are built like it's just the I, i felt like it was just the right amount you know yeah, well, and I, I guess I will say to like to, to counterdict what I just said um, completely. It's <laughs> they like her and Picard have been in a situ in a situation for let's say a year now, um, where they're yeah, probably about that. Where they're both on this ship and they both kind of like have like some like romantic tension between the two of them, and they both know yeah, they're like they're, they're never gonna. It. Yeah, they've brushed up against it a couple times, but they both know that, like, they're never really going to do anything about it. But also, like, nothing has interrupted it. You know what I mean? Like, there's never been, like... Like, yeah, she intellectually knows that he probably had girlfriends before he became a Starship guy. Um, that's that's his title, his Starship guy. Um, yeah, but this is realistically the first time... But, yeah, this uh, is the first that, time that that's ever yeah. actually, like, intruded into their thing that they have. So yeah. I guess it, so it does make sense if you think about it like that. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. So, and the, the scene between um, the, the ex-girlfriend and Picard in the, the conference room where they're talking about like why he didn't show up that, that day. Again, I just, I thought it was really good. It, oh yeah. It the, really... When she was like, were you afraid that being with me was going to make you ordinary? I was like, damn, I feel that like, like I actually like really felt that one. Cause I have definitely like done that before. Well, and I love the little kind of quippy back and forth where she's like, why didn't you show up? And he tells her the truth. And she's like, well, I, I, I didn't want the truth. And he, like, makes up a couple of lies. It was just. Yeah, just, no, it's it very fucking, good. Yeah. Like, yeah, bravo, screenwriters. Well, where the fuck have you guys been for the last 20 something episodes? Because who not writing on this show. Yeah, whoever wrote this show is not written on. Whoever wrote this episode is not written on this show before. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, look it up right now while we're talking because I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but keep going. I also the next thing <laughs> that I noticed, which I think uh, almost certainly had to uh, had to play into uh, to why this episode was as good as it was, is that Wesley was nowhere to be found. Not not a, not a fucking peep from that <laughs> not little on fucking the ship at speak. all. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> which. Back to our thing of like each episode following directly from the previous episode. That means that they left after uh, Yar's funeral when he was there and went off into space. And at some point he just left. I don't. Maybe he's sick. Sure. Sure. He's taking some time off. Probably sick. Yeah. It's probably. It's probably. One, one can only hope. Uh, <laughs> he's probably, probably got coronavirus um and uh yeah that uh, I, that note about the 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 relationship between the two of them i um so we get to where we're where they're about to send data down to the planet to try and fix the the space-time hole and uh dr manheim steamroller wakes up just in time to tell them i might not have given you all of the codes to all of the security items yeah <laughs> which i'm going to label that have... as yeah i'm going to label that as check off security precautions <laughs> uh yeah as soon as data get yeah down they there, really they some... almost almost every fucking episode of this show uses checkoffs gun <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's it's getting to the point where it's like i don't even want to fucking talk about it anymore uh <laughs> But uh, Data does some sweet rolls. He shoots a couple of wall lasers or whatnot. Yeah, Data's a fucking uh, badass. Like, Data should be the security guy. <laughs> I don't know. And he, Well, and uh, I thought that Brent Spiner's um, uh, performance in this episode was really good. Because um, we didn't yeah, get a he whole lot of episode. just cheesy forced Data bullshit. Um, and there's never one of... So let's let's do this exercise um because so he gets to the point where he's supposed to drop antimatter into the space crystals or whatever to shut the time hole um and there's three of them all of a sudden because of the time oh hole. yeah i have a good job data on that by the way okay go ahead so the time hole kicks off and then there's three of them doing different things at different times and um, one of them says captain there appears to be three of us Good job, Data. Good job. <laughs> Last like two episodes ago, you you estimated the weight of a of a drug, uh, right? Down to just an incredible granular detail, and this time you counted to three. Uh, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> um, but somehow the three of them figure out which one of him is the right one to do the thing with the antimatter and it's never explained how he figured yeah, that I mean, out. He kind of, he kind of talks about like, Oh yeah. Like I experience time differently than humans. I don't really get time dilation. Um, which the time dilation thing is like very topical right now to what we're all experiencing. Cause remember last week, you mean a year ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I have a theory on how Data knew which of the three of them was the right one. Go for it. Okay. Data, we know Data can eat. 
he doesn't need food to survive, but we know that he can but take he in can food, which means for which right, uh, which means that he has a digestive system. Uh, so he's able to put food into his body, and and therefore it has to come out of his body, which means it's not a stretch. What to if he just like opens a hatch and pulls it out of his stomach? Well, that's not my theory. Okay. My theory is that he produces that he processes food. It probably comes out of his butt it, next to the USB port or whatever. Um, but uh, but that he can produce bodily gas while food passes through him. <laughs> So my theory is that he knows that he had that when he walked into the room he had to fart, and when he picked up the the antimatter he still had to fart, uh-huh. and when he was when he when he was in the middle of the room he farted, and when he got to the crystal hole, uh, he had he was done farting. So the one in the middle, the one that he knew was the right one, was in mid fart, and that was how he figured out. I'm just trying to get more fart content into the podcast. Yeah, I don't. That's probably it. You're probably right. <laughs> that's, that's probably what the writers intended. <laughs> so, um, so they get the time hole closed, and Doctor Mannheim Steamroller is all better, and they decide to go back. Oh, I know. Like so, like that is not how I thought that scene would go. Like I me thought, neither, because he was like, like the wife was like, "Are are we? Do you want to go back? Like really?" And he's like, "I'm so close." And I thought like it was going to be like an opportunity for her to be like to do like a girl power thing and be like, "I'm a, I'm actually yeah, let's a strong." woman and i'm your equal and and i'm gonna tell you like no you almost destroyed the galaxy yeah we're not going back and then instead she's just like i guess we're going back and the captain's like yeah i get i get it and it's like no don't let him go back to his lab where he almost fucking broke every no right that's the part that i want to talk about okay what is the federation protocol on discovering a scientist who is about to or has just nearly destroyed all of existence and allowing that person to go back to their science experiment right it seems like there should be there should be something you yeah there should be some sort of a yeah because he's he's just like well we're going back and picard's like okay Sounds good. You guys have a good day. You have fun now. Yeah. Have fun down there. Give me give me a call if you uh, start to unravel the fabric of space time again. Yeah, just I'll come shoot check us it a out. Text. Yeah, shoot me a text I'll check if it you're out. You're going to destroy all of again. reality again. Oh, also, yeah. it's like really strongly implied that this happens pretty regularly, because like, like when he's fencing at the beginning. He calls up to the bridge, and he's like, did you have a weird time disturbance? And Riker's like, yeah. And it's like, don't you think you should call the captain if you have a time loop? And, like, the only reason you wouldn't if is, is if it's like, yeah, this just fucking happens sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Picard was the one who <laughs> called. And then yeah, also the they're like. definitely should have called him. Yeah. <laughs> and then also they're like, 
Well, call the neighboring system, see if they're having time loops. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, any, this just go walk around the This seems like hey, it happens else, too often. Anybody else experiencing the symptoms of reality unraveling? <laughs> Which I mean, to be fair, it does happen well too often on this show. Yeah, no, like that's the, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the the borderline destruction of all existence happens definitely more often than it should yeah um, um but yeah i would love once once we're out of quarantine i would love to not me but somebody that i know you i guess um go door to door and just ask your neighbors if they're experiencing time loops um, <laughs> i'm gonna text my next door neighbor right now <laughs> Hey, hey did you get a time me? loop just now? Yeah. <laughs> I had a time loop. I actually saw myself going out of the bathroom as I was going in there. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Did you have anything like that? Yeah. Um, and be that she has apparently, She has apparently never heard of Holodex, which struck me as, as like, slightly weird. But then I thought about it. You know, at the beginning of this show, they had, like, the super basic Holodex that only did jungle mode and sad boy mode. Um, yeah, it was like a and then, it, it was like a screensaver you could go into. Yeah, and then we had the upgrade that allowed us to do detective mode, um, and also so, pandemic mode. Don't forget yeah. about pandemic mode and skiing mode. Let's not forget skiing mode. That those are both those are the same mode. Also, funeral mode. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about funeral mode. Um, but. Uh, so fine so he takes her onto the holodeck i kind of felt like they should have just banged it out one more time just to like yeah know. it doesn't count if it's on the holodeck yeah nothing counts what happens on the holodeck stays on the holodeck yeah unless it's a, unless it's a pandemic in which case it does <laughs> not stay on the holodeck ah <laughs> uh, okay um, yeah, I also like that the ship therapist was like, "All right, look, you just go, just go do do this." Yeah, she's not a very good therapist. No, she's not. She's not. She's not for nearly forceful enough. Like she should be telling. <laughs> she should be. She should have the authority to be like, "No, seriously." we're going into your fucking office right now and you're telling me what right. the fuck that emotional spike that you just went through was or I'm relieving you of duty, period. Well, and also, like, I don't need to be... I don't need to have magical powers to see you're acting weird as fuck. Like... Yeah. Like, even tell me Jordy what's going and, on. Even like, why Jordy do you employ both, me? Yeah, Jordy and Data yeah. both noticed and gave each other a significant look when you said, this is Captain... the captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the robot who doesn't know anything about human behavior was oh. like, that was weird. You cut out there for a second, so I didn't hear all that, but that's fine. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. There, I, the the last note that I have, and this is just a reminder for next week, so we remember where we're where we're coming from, because at the end of this episode, they uh, headed off to shore leave. I have the same note. <laughs> I have They're a going I've... to shore leave. <laughs> yes. So the next episode doesn't take place during shore leave. That means we have to figure out what the fuck happened while they were all on shore leave. 
because that means the next episode takes place after they finished with shore leave or on their way to shore leave or still on their way to shore leave but, but also there more... was this really specific memory that they all had about some bar yeah. on this planet yeah which oh yeah no i so <laughs> it's called the uh the blue i think it's called the blue pelican or blue flamingo it's blue yeah it was blue something but but it is across the square from the Zanza Men's Dance Palace. What? And if I don't find out what the Zanza Men's Dance Palace is on the next episode, <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking mad. <laughs> you should probably work on just deciding what the Zanza Men's Dance Palace is, because we're definitely not going to find out from the show. It is going to consume all of my thoughts for... Yep from now until the next time we record so Zanza, yeah i completely glazed over also notice that at all and sh- and and the one that points out that it is across the square from that is troy and Riker looks Ooh. at her like oh yeah it's Zanza, it is a palace. oh it's a male strip club it's a male it's absolutely review. a male strip club and it's one that yeah. Riker worked at oh shit then that's why he gives her that shitty look (laughs) okay i was going to uh it's like Riker's just jealous because she liked hanging out there too much that might could be either maybe both i like your idea better though i mean he moves like a male stripper he does. As far as I know, what male strippers move like, he definitely leads yeah. with his dick, as we've, yeah, we've, we've yes, spoken we, about we, many times. Well established, and once again, we are going to wrap this episode up on <laughs> Commander Riker's dick, Jonathan Frakes' penis. That is a great place to end it. You always like to, always like to land on Riker's dick. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>